You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And good morning again, Real Presence Live listeners. Dick Badelski in Wasika. Beautiful Wasika. It's a nice day out there. Uh, the skies are clear. Uh, we had some snow the past few days, which I know isn't so fun to drive in, but it's nice to look at after it's all done. we got a nice fresh blanket of snow on the ground, and uh, that's always a nice thing. Joining me on the phone now uh, for our next interview is Eric Pennick of Cathedral Crafts. Uh, they do stained glass, uh, both uh, making new stained glass as well as restoring and preserving stained glass that uh, that's already there. So uh, good morning, Eric. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, about yourself and how you got involved in stained glass? Well, I actually married into the business. I, <laughs> my wife, yeah, my wife's father started the company going on. So I think we're fifty four years now, and mm. her and I have been running the company for the last twenty nine years now. So. And we're third generation. My oldest son, Caleb, also works with us. He's 20, just turned 28. So, Awesome. Um, so had you ever been involved with any sort of stained glass work uh, before marrying into the company, or is it something that just sort of happened, came, came, with, the, came with the wedding ring? Yeah, that's correct. No, I had not <laughs> had any uh, sort of inclination of going into the stained glass industry until I met my wife. Oh, so. gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about the, the history of Cathedral Crafts, uh, which is the, the stained glass studio there out in Winona? Yes, my father-in-law, Laverne Campbell, he was a home builder, and there were a couple other larger companies in Winona. Winona is actually known as the stained glass capital of the United States. At one time, there were six different companies operating here, and wow. two of the larger ones were here. He worked for one of them. And then uh, just branched off on his own back in, uh, that was 69, he started his cathedral crafts. So. Great. Um, so um, what, uh, what, uh, what sort of projects? Because um, I know looking at your website, there's a lot of different projects. I think people automatically think stained glass, they think of a church. Uh, but there's also a lot of different applications, I guess, might be the right word for stained glass uh, to be incorporated in other places, too. Could you tell us a little bit about where stained glass windows might show up, what what sort of work Cathedral Crafts does? Right. Well, yeah, primarily we do work on churches nationally, um, but you look at older homes like late 1800s, early 1900s, a lot of them have leaded panels in them, whether it's stained glass, which is glass of color, or just leaded panels with bevels in them, like in their stairwells or doorways, entryways. And then a lot of government buildings now have stained glass, or did even back then, and those need to be restored. Uh, in Winona, a lot of the company buildings, like banks, Plotlow, uh, hmm. Watkins, the, you know, the Watkins Company, all the spices, mm-hmm. Things like that. They have large stained glass, but they're based in Winona. They have stained glass windows, and I think that's all a byproduct of being the stained glass capital. Everybody just kind of spun, just put stained glass windows in their businesses as it went along. But uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, generally <laughs> churches. Uh, I've done a lot of churches out by you and with Zika, 
couple in Mankato, Holy Rosary mm-hmm. and North Mankato and um, the Catholic Church there in Janesville and uh, the one in New Richland. It was the same. They're the same parish. They share, well, right. two different parishes, but they share, they share the same priest. Same pastor, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yep. And then we just delivered one church in Washington, D.C., and then wow. this summer we'll be working on a church in Washington State all the way on the ocean. So we've been from one coast to the other coast. So. Wow. Um, so uh, like in a typical, I guess, a typical year, is, is it usual to have projects kind of all over the country like that? Yeah, it used to be more like that. But yeah. uh, as of late in the last five, six years, we've been pretty lucky in the five-state region, you know, just right around Minnesota. Mm. But uh, back when I first started, my biggest states were New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, all through there. Wow. I covered the East Coast from upstate New York down to Florida. And then we don't go west a whole lot, like North and South Dakota, because just things are farther and few between out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Washington Project just kind of fell into our lab. So mm. Washington State, I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fascinating. So, um, uh, I had a question in my mind, but I lost it. Uh, so uh, we'll take a second here to remind everyone: Eric Pennick is on the phone with me on Real Presence Live. If you're just joining us uh, from Cathedral Crafts Stained Glass Studio out there in uh, Winona, uh, they do a lot of work, uh, like we just said, all over the country um, and across the the five state region. I know I've seen, uh, like you said, you, you've done the uh, the windows here in uh, uh, North Mankato and Holy Rosary. There, I also saw there's a uh, at uh, it's either Saint Augustine or Saint Edward. I can never keep them straight in Austin. Um, I know I've seen a few different ones, so thought it would be interesting to. Uh, get Eric on the phone and talk a little bit about stained glass windows and, and the work they do, because that's not something I think a lot of people are familiar with anymore, stained glass. Uh, has there been kind of a, um, uh, I don't know, how, how has it changed, I guess, uh, the demand for stained glass uh, since you've been involved uh, with Cathedral Crafts? Our business has always been rather steady, and it's, it's odd with the the pandemic gone on, our business has actually picked up, and I, wow. it's hard to explain. And we've been <laughs> operating ever since March of twenty nine or twenty twenty when it first hit, and it's not slowed down. And as we stand right now for this year, we're fully booked for twenty twenty two and already contracting into twenty three. So it's wow. uh, and it's never been that way in my time. I mean, I've been I've been into April of some years and not had a contract yet. Wow, so, I mean, yeah, it's a roller coaster ride, but yeah, you always make do. We've always hit our mark, and you know, been doing it for quite a while. So things just take a little while. Churches don't make decisions right in a hot minute. So, right, right. Uh, so, um, as far as like you said, some t- uh, some t- years you said this, these past few years have been a little atypical, uh, but how about. I guess an average of how many projects do uh, do you guys undertake in a year? Yeah, depending on size, it probably ranges anywhere from twenty to forty projects, individual churches. Wow! And is it uh, is it? T- I mean, does that range all the way from like one one uh, central window to like a whole church full of windows? Or I mean, how what kind of scale? I guess. 
Yeah, actually, we're doing more windows for Father Stephens down in St. Augusta. It is St. Augusta and Austin mm-hmm. that um, we completely restored their historical windows, and then we created new windows for the transom on the outside. Now we're doing the three on the inside um, as we speak. So that would be like the smaller type project under 20000 and then the one out in Washington State is a three hundred thousand dollar job. So wow, that's the wow. largest one on the books right now. But we've done as much as one point two million on a project in Texas. Wow, that was that was the largest one we've ever done. Wow. Um, so uh, we've been talking about new uh, windows as well as restoring and kind of repairing um, older stained glass windows. How often do stained glass windows need to be restored, repaired? Is there any kind of rule of thumb on that, or is it more dependent on the weather, or or how does that work? Yeah, it depends on how it was originally fabricated and installed, what type of frame. Um, If it's a stone or cement frame, they're going to probably bulge and deteriorate a little bit faster because it's a hard set. There's no room for it to give as opposed to if they're in a wood frame, you know, more well set where they left some room for the window to grow, you know, because leaded panels will grow. You pack them in tight into the lead came when you create it, and then they'll expand over time into their opening as opposed to like a solid piece of glass, which won't move at all. It's just as stable as it is. Mm. So, but leaded panels, probably from about 50 to 60 years of their life, they'll start to get some bulging in them, maybe some broken glass. And that, that can be handled on a general repair type deal on site. They're bringing back to the studio. But after 80 years, that's about the lifetime of lead came itself because it is a metal and it will deteriorate. So, Mm. And a re-lead is where you have to completely replace the lead, the skeletal element of the window. So you disassemble it, all the glass, and you refabricate it with all new lead came. So structurally, it'll be sound like it was when it was originally created. So, Wow. Wow. So that's kind of the, uh, the, the work. And, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about all the work that goes into restoring a window uh, after the break. Well, we've got some time now. Uh, maybe talk a little bit more about that because you talked about having to, you know, some of the repairs you can do in the church, uh, but some of them, the, the whole window has to be taken out, right, and kind of Correct. reassembled in a way? Right. Yeah, disassembled all the old leg game. You keep all the original glass, of course, unless it's been completely broken. And sometimes you have to replicate painted glass, which our artists do. And then everything is refabbed with new lead cane. So structurally it's sound again. Right. Um, oh, and so having to repaint some of those uh, panels that might have been broken or something like that? Um, is right, that, uh, right. That's a, yeah, okay. Well, uh, we're having a, a great uh, chat here with Eric Pennick of Cathedral Crafts Stained Glass Studio out of Winona, uh, talking about stained glass windows. We all love them. We see them in uh, our churches everywhere. Uh, but uh, you might not uh, necessarily think about the process that goes into maintaining, restoring, as well as creating new ones. So I thought it would be an interesting interview for us to talk about this morning. And we'll talk more with Eric after the break. Stay tuned on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, 
and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Dick Bedelski in wonderful Wasika, Minnesota. Have Eric Pennick on the phone with us from Cathedral Craft Stained Glass Studio from the stained glass capital of the world, Winona, Minnesota, talking about uh, fabricating new stained glass windows, as well as uh, restoring and repairing and preserving uh, those that have been passed down to us from previous generations. So we talked kind of a little bit about the process of restoring windows uh, before the break and, and repairing ones and kind of that, that timeline there. What about creating a new window? What does that process look like? What's all involved in that? Well, I can use... Holy Rosary, as an example, I'm actually quite proud of Holy Rosary. That one was a magnificent church, and for some reason, they'd never had stained glass windows. The building was probably built late 50s, early 60s, something Mm. around in there, and um, not a lick of stained glass in it, and that Mm. was a process. They got three to five different bids, and we all had to present to the actual congregation, you know, the parish and and services and everything, and um, thought they had a game plan. They went with Stations of the Cross throughout the nave, and then up in the altar area, we did uh, Life of Christ, and then in the chapel, those were uh, parables. So they had a plan, um, and in my design, I worked with Nick Markell, who's a very talented artist out of it. He operates out of the Twin Cities. 
he has his own studio. He's worked with a lot of Catholic churches up in the cities also. He does mm-hmm. mosaics and um, icon iconography and things oh, like wow. that. But he designed all the windows. We created them so we... You, you take the design, you blow it up to a cartoon size, which is the life-size, actual size of the window. You have to cut the glass, individual pieces of glass. Then, of course, they're all leaded together, which is the same process as a restoration. You're just putting new glass together. Um, then you have to come and install it. And that project involved all new aluminum frames also. Mm. They had just single-glazed metal frames, which was... Uh, standard of the time, but not very energy efficient or anything like that. So we had to tear those out of the building, put the new aluminum frames in. They have insulated glass units on the outside now, and then all the stained glass installed on the inside there. So, yeah, that was a great project. That was very rewarding. And I always like visiting that place when I go there because the design is very well done and uh, they just suit. They suit the building, and that's your goal. You want to, you know, when you have a building that's 80, 70, 60 years old and never had stained glass, you need to create something that looks like it's always been there or was meant mm. to be there from the beginning. So so that's what you do. That's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for our listeners who, who might not be near the Mankato area, you can go to Cathedral Crafts' website, cathedralcrafts.com, and you have pictures of the different windows that were put in there. And and like you said, it's it's beautiful and very much, you know, kind of fits that time frame. And uh, I could see how, like you said, uh, you want them to fit fit with the building, right, and make sense. Right. Um, so that... Uh, Absolutely beautiful work. Uh, so, is it is it typical that uh, you have, say, uh, uh, an artist uh, create the panel and then Cathedral Crafts does the the cutting and the physical piecing together? Is that kind of how that process works? It goes well. I do have an in-house artist, but I do work with two freelance artists also. So, yeah, they. I usually do the contract, and then I subcontract out for the artistry. Or sometimes the artist will have the project, and they'll just hire me to do the fabrication and installation. So, they, you know, you you have relationships with people, and that you know, you just you keep those, and we all work together. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's interesting, and and uh, also I saw. Uh, on your website, there's a, a cool video that kind of shows the process because I'm sure, you know, talking about it's one thing, but seeing the process, like you said, blowing the picture up and cutting the glass and caning it and all that um, is a is a pretty involved process. And you can kind of see the video uh, up there on the website. So I want to uh, encourage people to go over there and take a look and you can see some of the other some of the other work um, that Cathedral Crafts has been involved in. And I like that there's you know, a variety of, of styles. Um, like that the project in North Mankato is different from, say, uh, I see a window here from Algoma uh, from St. Mary's that's also a new one that looks very old um, at the same right. time. You know, and kind of like right. St. Augustine's in Austin as well. Since it's an older church, right, like you said, you kind of want to make it look like it's always been there. Right, correct. We did two new windows also for a Catholic church in Athens, Wisconsin, and they had existing windows throughout the nave, but for some reason they, they were two blank spots, one on each side in the stairwells. Mm. So we created windows that 
had to replicate basically the background design style of the nave windows, mm. but yet had to create new artwork. They went with uh, Mother Mary in one window, and then I'm losing the saint. I can't remember the saint <laughs> of the church, but that's who we went with in the, in the other window was the actual patron saint of the church. So um, I can't. I can't. I got so many churches in my head. It's hard to keep track of them all the time. Saint Anthony, I think. I think Saint Anthony. There you go. It was Saint Anthony. There you go. Saint Anthony was in the other window. Yeah, and it's like I said, it's fascinating to look at all these pictures and to see the different. I see someone holding, uh, you know, Mother Mary and Saint Anthony's faces, um, right, painted on the glass. So it's kind of wild to see if you've never seen stained glass put together before. uh, Just what goes into that. so obviously putting the other stained glass is kind of a, a niche um, thing. Uh, what do you find rewarding about uh, working on these kind of projects? Well, new window is probably a little more rewarding. I mean, the churches obviously are very happy when we do the restoration, but they always had the window. And to be completely honest, the windows don't look a whole lot different when they come back. I mean, they're cleaner. Mm-hmm. And they're structurally sound, but you know, they to the person that just attends most, you know, every Sunday, they don't really see a whole lot of a difference. Hmm. But a new window, when you don't have a window in your church and you put a new stained glass window in, that yeah. definitely makes quite a bit more impact and it's more rewarding. So, and it's nice. My guys in the shop and the artists, they don't generally get to see the finished product, the window oh, installed. Wow. But uh, I did take our whole shop over because we actually did um, our Savior's Lutheran Church in Mankato also on the window. And then we did North Mankato. So I got to take all of our guys over there because we're only an hour and a half away or whatever. Right, yeah. Wow. So that was was really cool. That was a cool day when they got to see because they see it, you know, each panel individually that make up a window, but they don't get to see it all put together once it's done and in, you know, and enjoy it in the space it was meant to be for. Right, yeah. Well, cool. Um, And uh, you kind of mentioned there that you don't see much of a difference uh, when windows are restored. So is it one of those things where um, it'll get to the point where it'll start falling apart and then kind of when it's too late? Uh, you'll notice that it needs to be restored, or or how does that work? That's usually it. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, people don't want to believe that the window could possibly go away (laughs) or (laughs) deteriorate to the point where it falls apart. That's what we find when we're bidding projects, too. You'll have companies that will bid more just general repair on a window that's 80 years old, that needs mm. to be completely releaded. So then they're not they're not really getting the proper work. They're spending money, but it's not really going towards the longevity of the window itself. So, mm. so you see that. Well, that's uh, that's important to know. Any of our listeners who might be on parish building committees, right? <laughs> when those sorts of discussions right. come up, right. so that uh, that that's something important to look at. Um, any final thoughts you have for our listeners? No, I really appreciate the time, and I always like talking stained glass. It's a, been a passion of mine for the last 29 years. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, if our if our listeners are interested in finding more about uh, about what you guys do at Cathedral Crafts, where could they find out more? Yeah, our website, uh, www.cathedralcrafts.com, or they can contact me at eric at cathedralcrafts.com. 
com. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Eric. A lot of exciting stuff to talk about with stained glass. And like I said, I liked going over to the website and seeing the the pictures of the process. And you have a video there, one of the windows getting put together, and just the... The different steps that go into it uh, that I think a lot of us, you know, we, we like to look at the finished product and go, wow, that's awesome, but uh, don't necessarily think about all the intricate work that goes into the background there. So next time you look at a stained glass window in your church, uh, I hope you uh, I hope you appreciate uh, appreciate the work that's gone into it a little bit more because um, there's definitely a lot of work that goes into that. Um, I just wanted to remind our listeners uh, that today, Friday, is the last day to fill out the RPR programming survey. Uh, We want to hear back from you about uh, the different programs we have here on Real Presence Radio. And I've gone ahead and done mine, um, so I can tell you you all about it. Um, uh, And those who enter... um, those who, sorry, uh, complete the survey will be entered in a drawing for an RPR duffel bag or an RPR jacket. Um, just go to realpresenceradio.com slash survey. It only takes about two minutes to complete the survey. Like I said, I went ahead and did mine, and it really was a very painless process. Uh, so go ahead and do that. It's just some questions, uh, you know, basic demographic information, um, as well as what programs you listen to when and any suggestions you might have for us on programming, just so that we make sure we're delivering, you know, the best uh the best product uh, for <laughs> for your uh, your stewardship that we're being wise stewards, right? Of the uh, of the the faith and and funding that's been entrusted to us um, to provide great Catholic radio to our listeners uh, throughout the uh, RPR listening area. So again, go to if you haven't yet, go to realpresenceradio.com slash slash sorry realpresenceradio.com slash survey. And go ahead and complete that survey. And like I said, you'll be entered into a drawing for either an RPR duffel bag or RPR jacket. We want to hear from you. We want to make sure we get um, get an idea from our listeners about what we're doing well and, and what opportunities we might have for uh, improvement there. Uh, after the break, uh, we're going to talk with a few different people. We actually have three guests coming up next hour. Father Jason Kern, always popular, leading us off. Um, and some other great stuff. So stay tuned. 